Hi, my name is June. Welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome. This is supposed to be a very easy and quick video to make. In essence, it was just a rant about self-help gurus and inspirational quotes. I think over time, I've just developed this strong feeling towards that whole culture there, and especially towards the people that really sell these quotes to people and, in my opinion, really try to manipulate or feed off of people through it. I still feel a certain type of way about them, but I did post a story on Instagram asking people if they liked inspirational quotes and if so, why? And basically, the responses got me to kind of reconsider things and reevaluate where I'm coming from, why I'm coming from, the place that I do, why I think the way that I do, why I had these strong opinions about it, and ultimately it just led to a reevaluation. So, this video is meant to kind of reflect that process of reevaluating uh, what I think. And I'm hoping that it just provides some insight into having opinions and being willing to change them, being willing to listen to the opinions of others and seeing where that takes you. The basic structure of the video will be starting with some of the ideas that. That I had coming into it, some of the notes that I've written down, and then we'll look at some of the responses. I think I have five selected, and I'll be making the responses anonymous just because. Anyways, initial thoughts, and if it comes across as very aggressive, then my apologies. Right now, I don't feel as strongly. Self-help is the fast food of knowledge. It attempts to feed you results. You take that away and temporarily feel good about it. Sometimes these results do have substance, but you're still missing out on the entire journey of emotional turmoil and ecstasy that allowed the speaker or the source to reach that point. Sure, you can hear the story being recounted, but it's often packaged in a way that is pandering to you and how you respond to information. For example, it might use grandiose buzzwords that people know will get a good reaction out of you, which results in something that sounds dramatic and nice, but doesn't actually walk you through the experience. And at the end of the day, even if the speaker does a good job of painting a picture, experiencing something and listening about it are two entirely different things. It's like trying to tell someone about the joy of volunteering when they haven't tried it themselves, or trying to tell someone about living in poverty and the lessons you learned from that phase of your life when they've never experienced anything close to it. At most, you might be able to convey something that makes them emotionally react and leave a strong impression on them that fades away over the next year or a couple of years, and then blah 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 blah. You don't teach someone the answers, you guide them into figuring it out on their own, even if it takes longer, because then they become better equipped to deal with bullshit in the future. Basically, self-help can easily turn into a whole bunch of people reciting hollow one-liners, and everyone echoing it and adding, wow, that's so profound, like some sort of fucked up cult. That's the gist of the rant that I had written down. I mean, I can already kind of think of counter-arguments to it, but largely, my reaction to it right now, a couple days later, is just a lax one. As in, I get what I'm saying, and really do agree with it, but I'm questioning if it needed to be in that tone, if it needed to be that aggressive, but also, do I need to be that opinionated about something? Does it matter? And I think this new kind of more lax approach to it is informed by some of the responses that I received. And the basic foundation of that feeling is that uh, people that I actually care about, it works for them. So I mean, who am I to knock that? I think that's where this video is coming from, that type of thought. But also there's some interesting perspectives that I really wanted to share with you that I didn't really consider before. And for clarity's sake, some of these are taken from bits of conversation. They would respond to the Instagram story and then I would reach out to them and ask them a couple more questions. Um, and that's what led to all these. So let's get started, let's jump into the responses. First response, had an interesting reason for not liking inspirational quotes. No, I don't read a lot of them. I felt like it was not inspiring anymore if you consume too much of it. I think it builds pressure because when you read it, it constantly tells you to be okay, to be in the go, go, go. I don't think humans are built that way. Yeah, so from this one, just that last line, I don't think humans are built that way, that was really 
different to me, I think. That was interesting. It's resisting kind of that that positive message that a lot of these quotes are pushing for. I guess now there's also an element of being productive. So that was new to me. It was interesting. Response B was also interesting. They were more interested in quotes that were either kind of tongue-in-cheek and dark humor is how they described it. And basically here too is kind of resisting that positivity message that a lot of these quotes push for. I don't know if the quotes are like qualify as inspirational. They're more of a dark humor kind, but I think they open up a new perspective that I struggle to see sometimes. I like these instead of the usual cliche quotes which talk about the pursuit of happiness, which in turn reinforces the idea that we aren't happy to begin with, because happy people don't have to chase happiness, they just are. The idea of pursuing happiness and motivation itself is fundamentally a negative experience. But I see these dark humor quotes as the opposite of it because they reinforce a realistic or often negative perspective on certain topics, which itself is a positive and validating perspective to me. This is just my personal opinion, though. I understand why people might see it differently. This is from The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He actually wasn't talking about inspirational quotes, but I think that perspective applies here for me. And then they gave a couple of examples. Tongue-in-cheek, dark humor stuff. If you're not happy with your life right now, just remember there's someone meeting your ex right now, thinking they found someone special. Another one is actually a tweet. I love walking alone at night during COVID because for the first time, as a single young woman, I am also a threat. And from the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Because here's the thing that's wrong with all of the how-to-be-happy shit that's been shared 8 million times on Facebook in the past few years. Here's what nobody realizes about all of this crap. The desire for more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And, paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. So for me, it was interesting. Response one and two, both of them were resisting this kind of narrative that a lot of inspirational quotes try to push for, which is breeding positivity and doing all that. But the general gist, I guess, is that it's not very realistically representing the human experience of experiencing highs and lows of life. But what is also interesting to me is that from that page that was sent to me, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and I know this is a very powerful book apparently and has changed a lot of people's lives so i hesitate to knock it but this is what i mean by being very manipulative with your tone like trying to trying to really force people to think in the way that you want them to think so this comes right after that quote this is a total mindfuck <laughs> cool so i'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again wanting and <laughs> in italics wanting positive experience is a negative experience Ooh. accepting negative experience is a positive experience Ooh. it's what the philosopher alan watts used to refer as the backwards blah, blah, blah and then it's cut off what i don't like about that is that you're giving way too much credit to your own words some people aren't unpretzeling your brain really i don't know it's just i don't like the way that people set up their own words as like these profound things that are like earth shattering mind blowing this is a total mindfuck so i'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again wanting positive experience is a negative experience Ooh. accepting negative experience is a positive experience Ooh. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer Yeah, like an unhealthy chasing of money or positive experience can be a negative one. Okay. And then right away using a quote from a philosopher to give yourself credibility and build up that ethos is just like, I don't know. It's just, it rubs me the wrong way. But to be fair, this person found this very useful and has benefited from it. So can't knock it. And I think literally half the people in my network have raved about this book and how much it's benefited them. So I mean, there must be substance there. I just am not very responsive or receptive to that type of tone and that type of way of setting up your words. That's me. Response three. So this one offered a different perspective and I thought it was very powerful. 
At least it kind of resonated with me, especially in the last video that I made. It's about giving words, giving body to something that you've already thought of and that you already have inside of you, but you just don't know how to put it into words. And by giving words to thoughts that you've already had, it gives you a sort of sense of comfort that other people out there think the same way that you do, that there are people that share your opinions and your beliefs and values. And this response also adds that it's helped the individual to communicate their thoughts. They struggle to put it into words in the first place. So having these quotes gives them a vehicle to spread on that message. So anyways, response three. Some words are just strung together so eloquently it helps articulate a feeling I had inside me. Sometimes they're by people who are well known. Sometimes it's quotes from someone talking on a video or podcast. Sometimes it's a random writer on Instagram. But if I liked it enough to write it down or save it somewhere, it means it was inspirational to me, whether that means it just resonated with me or that it inspires me to live with intention. I suppose it's sort of like validation. When I can't find the words to articulate how I feel, I know someone out there has to have felt something similar to how I felt. And if I can find it, it makes me feel less alone. It's like I have a bunch of invisible friends who are rooting for me, but in reality, that person is actually just me, as cheesy as that sounds. So if we're on the topic of why I like inspiring quotes, I use them as reminders to myself to keep moving along. And then to go one step further, because a quote existed that helped me figure out how I was feeling that moment, it in turn helps me communicate that to the people in my life around me. And some examples, nobody can save you but yourself and you're worth saving. It's a war not easily won, but if anything is worth winning, then this is it. Charles Bukowski, assume that I pronounced that right. How do I pronounce this name? Is this a famous person? Seth Godin. Godin? We are here today with Seth Godin. As Seth Godin said, our culture of corporate consumption tries to persuade us that being hungry is all we need. Hungry to earn more, buy more, save more, spend more. It celebrates the hustler who doesn't know how to stop, asserting that this person is getting all the fancy prizes because they're contributing so much. Status is awarded to the unsated, hungry person. But they might still be thirsty. Thirsty for meaning and connection. Thirsty for the satisfaction of creating beauty. More hustle won't satisfy those needs. And from someone named S. McNutt. Most people never heal because they stay in their heads, replaying corrupted scenarios. Let it go. Response D is kind of the one that I thought would pop up more, but it's also a little bit different. It has a little bit of a twist in that it sees the faults in inspirational quotes and that whole culture, but approaches it with kind of this why not attitude. So the beginning was kind of funny to me. They make me feel smarter. They actually help me. Brainwashes me in the morning. Used to do a lot more, but I've fallen away from it. I once heard we're all being manipulated one way or the other. Why not control how we're being manipulated? Inspirational quotes rewire our subconscious, kind of like affirmation, which is autopilot that gets our results. You know how affirmations are like trying to force a thought or belief into your subconscious? Like, I'm a good painter, I'm a good cook, I'm happy, I'm good looking. So the theory is eventually you'll start believing. I heard this guy take it to another level that makes so much more sense and is way more powerful. He calls it affirmation. The challenge with affirmation is that when you say those little positive messages, a little voice in the back of your head will go, fuck off, that ain't true. So you're constantly fighting that little voice. With affirmation, you take the statement of whatever you're saying and add a why. Why am I happy? That little voice, instead of fighting you, is now finding examples and past experiences that match the statement which you're trying to reprogram into your subconscious. And to go on, inspirational quotes, they made me more happy and confident. I find self-help material helps sometimes with saving people time from making the same mistakes as the speaker did. That's why so many people get addicted and think of it as a shortcut. There's a lot of things that I could say about it, especially about that affirmation thing. It's very similar, I guess, to what I said about the 
author for subtle art of not giving a fuck, but, but let's move on. Last response. I only like one quote, and it helps me to get rid of some unnecessary emotions when I'm struggling. Happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. And this is from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, Dumbledore. I think I pronounced that right, Ask. I remember it because I had to share a quote from my tutor kid, and I was trying to sound like a smartass. But yeah, then it popped into my head when I was going through a hard time. It helped me a lot, so now I believe it and remember it so I can share. So this one was really straightforward, but, but it really reminded me of the essence of sharing good things. Share good things because it's helpful, and if you benefit from it, then you want to share it more with others. Uh, you want to spread it. So I don't know. I'm not as sure as I was initially about my you know, opening statements of this video. That being said, I can still see where I was coming from. And, and clearly, I still feel very strongly about those opinions because I couldn't stop myself from reacting to that little excerpt from that book. But as much as I would like to believe and push for this idea that self-help people are very manipulative with their words and, and really rob you of the journey of trying to think for yourself, of bending for yourself, of learning to learn for yourself, I can see that these same people, as manipulative as they may be, have played very significant roles in the lives of some people. They do provide value depending on the person. And basically, it just makes me take a step back from my own opinions, because my own words could resonate with some people, and for others, they might see it as something completely wrong, just like the way I see some words of other people being wrong. Seeing them have a positive effect on other people kind of forces me to take a step back and try to shoot them down. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, why? Why is it so important to me to paint them in such a negative light? Because sure, they might be, right? Maybe even as people, they're terrible people and their intentions behind their work is completely wrong. But if their work still yields a positive result and cultivates positivity and... But... At the same time, I do think it's worth to share my opinions with people so that people are more wary of these things, that people are more you know, careful with how they listen to other people. But the key point there is that I feel like if this video had gone as initially planned, I would have been trying to force that down people's throats with my tone, with my word choice. So before, if it was more like it's fake, it's taking your money, it's taking your time, and they're not that smart, they're not that profound. That was the tone before. Now it's more just like, hey, they might not have your best interests in mind. So be careful of what they're saying. Take it with a grain of salt. If it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, though, there's a reason why it doesn't. Because more often than not, they might not have substance. I forgot what I'm trying to say, so I'm going to go back to the notes. This whole experience has taught me that my own ideas are not impervious. Just because I spend time alone with my thoughts and refine them through my own reasoning does not make them correct. They can be partially true and can be argued for, but I cannot neglect that others out there have their own ideas. At the end of the day, we must not hold on to our own ideas as absolute fact. We can feel strongly about them, but we must not let them block the ideas and voices of others. Because if that becomes the case, I feel that our values, emotions, and intelligence will become stagnant and will be a hindrance rather than a boon. We must be wary of the people who do not test their ideas against conflicting ones or slightly different ones. And as a side note, just for fun, perhaps we must also be wary of people who are able to completely close off their ideas from the world of compassion. Because I must say that a large part of the reason why I'm so quick to reevaluate my own thoughts is because I really care about some of these people that responded and their opinions. So to see people that I care about have different opinions or thoughts makes me want to reconsider mine. And I think that is also part of the human experience. Uh, so yeah, I feel like we were trucking along pretty well for this video, but at the end, we uh, struggled a little bit. So again, 
my apologies for having to refer to the notes. I just find that it's kind of a waste of time sometimes to like try to get it down to a T. And sometimes just writing it lets me organize my thoughts in a much more concise manner. If you didn't get the point of the video or if something doesn't make sense, as it probably won't, please reach out. Um, as you can see, I really do like engaging with people and speaking about these topics. So to wrap up, just wanted to share an Instagram account, a photographer. Her response has helped shape this video for sure. And she's shown love to my older videos. So just want to share the same love back. Her name is Natalie and her handle is Natalie Choi SC, I believe. I've had the insane pleasure of seeing her work develop over the years. I still can't believe how much she's, I don't know, stayed true to herself, but like, it just becomes such a more mature style. And then I think she's one of the few photographers that I see online, uh, especially of the younger group that tries to shoot with intention and tries to have a message behind her photography. So big ups for that. And her work is inspiring. I think it's thoughtful. I love it. Um, the photography is beautiful. Like her, if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about some of the oldest stuff that I posted, this video in particular maybe, or just anything else, then please feel free to reach out. If I do post something on Instagram, most likely it's for a video. So if you want to be part of these videos in that sense as well, in that capacity, please participate. And yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you. Bye.